Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about ideas for how to be happier. Today is a very special episode. Every 10th episode is a very special episode. And this is a very special episode on resolutions. We are coming up on the new year, new you period where a lot of people make resolutions. And so we ask listeners for some of their best resolutions, resolutions they gave up, tips for keeping resolutions, all things resolutions. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, resolutions, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and joining me today from Los Angeles is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, you are not always as enthusiastic about resolutions as I am. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and that's true, Gretchen, but this year I do have a resolution, a family resolution. And before we jump in, here's an update. I wanted to remind everybody about my five senses quiz, the what's your neglected sense quiz. I've been getting so many emails and comments on social media about people taking this quiz and what they learned about themselves and what they've been trying once they identified their neglected sense. This is so much fun. Keep them coming. And if you have not yet taken the quiz, go to GretchenRubin.com slash quiz. It's a super fun quiz to take. And I think it's really interesting to think about, well, how would you lean into your neglected sense? If you do, let me know, because I am always looking for new Five Senses experiences, and I get a lot of great suggestions from listeners. Yes, and for people looking for last-minute gifts for someone, it can be a yes. gift idea generator, because if you know your partner, is their neglected sense is smell, you can maybe get them something that smells yes. nice. Absolutely. And now for the very special episode on resolutions. So, Alyssa, should we call this resolution extravaganza or resolution execution? What's the better name, do you think? Well, extravaganza sounds more fun. Execution sounds more practical. Yeah. So, maybe. I don't know, maybe the resolution extravaganza execution, resolution execution. Oh, no. Resolution execution extravaganza. Ooh. That's it. There you go. All right. I think that's one of the cards in my muse machine is when faced with a choice, choose all Ah. or something like that. But before we talk about listeners' suggestions of resolutions that they've tried, it's helpful perhaps to review the vital nine, because these are the nine categories that just about every resolution falls into. And it can be very clarifying to think about when you're thinking about your own aims for yourself or what kinds of things you might want to try or think about what somebody else has done that might work for you. I think it's useful to review the vital nine. Yeah. 
So the first one is energy, and that is exercise and sleep. Yep. Then productivity, that's resolutions related to focus, work, making consistent progress. Relationships, that's connecting and deepening relationships. Yeah. Number four is recharging, resolutions related to getting more rest and giving yourself a chance to relax. I like that one. Number five, order. Um, That's resolutions related to clearing and organizing. That's a category that I like better than you, Elizabeth. (laughs) Number six, purpose. These are resolutions that are related to taking time to reflect, to identify your values, and engage in the values that are important to you. Number seven, mindful consumption. That's resolutions related to eating, drinking, spending, scrolling, or doom scrolling, as we like to say. Yeah. So related to mindful consumption is number eight, mindful investment. So that's about saving, experiencing, supporting through how we invest our time, energy, and money. And number nine, creativity. Resolutions related to learning, practicing, playing. So learning a language, practicing the piano. Right. All that. Yeah, we talked about the Vital Nine in greater depth in episode 354, if anyone's curious to learn more. But I think it's just helpful to have a framework like that. I love a framework. Yes. Alyssa, before we jump in with comments from listeners about their resolutions, do you have a resolution or a handful of resolutions that you're making apart from the 24 for 24 and all that, the trifecta? Yes. So, Gretchen, I'm doing one resolution. You know, I'm iffy on resolutions, Mm -hmm. but... One resolution, and this is a family Ooh, resolution. Okay. So it's Adam, my husband, Jack, my son, and me all together. And our resolution is to do our posture exercises Ooh. five days a week. So we all have bad posture. It's a fact. We all want to improve our posture. And... We've even talked to Jack's pediatrician about it. We've done research into what are good exercises. Mom and dad had given us handouts on exercises. So we have a series of five quick exercises that you can do that are really supposed to make a difference on improving your posture. So we are going to do that as a family. And I like that it's as a family because then I can like put a sign on the refrigerator, remember to do our exercises. And it's an activity we can do together. It's more fun doing it together than to do it on my own. Well, I think a key thing about that is that Adam and Jack want to do it because I tried to do this with my family because we also all have terrible posture and I got my own set of exercises. But everybody else was just eye rolling. And it's very different. You know, it's hard to push a rope. And I think that the fact that everybody's bought into it and is like, this is something that we all want for ourselves. That's different from me being a happiness bully, trying to badger people into doing it. Even if theoretically they think, oh, it's a good thing to have better posture and work on better posture. It sounds like your family is a lot more bought in. (laughs) They are bought in. So we will see how we're doing. I should probably put this in the habit track. Yes. Because you know I'm more likely to do it if I'm monitoring. Yeah, put it in the Happier app. Maybe throw it into the 24 for 24. Sometimes it helps to have something like reminders everywhere. Like you say, put a sign on the fridge. Yeah. How about you, Gretch? What are your resolutions? So, you know, I'm doing my Happiness Project Revisited this year for the course. So that has been so much fun, making resolutions, thinking about them month to month. So here are a few of the highlights. I'm doing many because I love a Happiness Project. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this one with Jamie, so in a way it is like a family one. So we want to have a monthly dinner party. 
We started mm. that before COVID, then COVID happened, and now we want we have had a few, and we want to keep going. I think that'll be really great. So that goes to friendship. For productivity, I often text myself or I text other people, and I want to get in the habit of using voice instead of typing on a keyboard because I think if I just got mm. in the habit of that, it would actually be much quicker and easier. And it's just, I just don't have the habit of it. So I need to like make a thing so that I adopt that practice. So that goes to productivity. And then 2023, I had my 30 days of culture, which I loved. And this year, maybe I would do 30 days of policy. I wouldn't do them back to back the way I did culture, but going to lectures or watching documentaries or anything more about Mm. policy, which I think it will be a little bit harder to find those. But I also want to tap into all the offerings on policy. So those are some of my resolutions. And Mm. I love a resolution. I find them very energizing. So I'm really excited. Well, you're an upholder. I think resolutions are made for upholders. So if anybody wants to follow along um, hear about these and many more, if you go to happiercast.com and just look at the top, you'll see the Happiness Project Revisited. So sign up, do your resolutions alongside me. We'll all talk about them. It's going to be so much fun. But for more inspiration. Let's hear from listeners. So some of these were about resolutions that people found really worked. And that's always interesting to know what really worked for someone. And then some of these are about strategies that they found particularly useful, which is also helpful. Like how did people approach an aim in a way that helped them to keep it? Yes. So this comes from Audrey. She said, grouping it by months so it doesn't feel like everything has to happen right away. I think that's a really good advice, especially if you're somebody who tends to feel overwhelmed or you tend to bite off more than you can chew. Mm -hmm. Yeah, remember, you don't have to do everything all at once. Cynthia says, I resolve to always bring cloth bags to grocery shop. How I stick with it. If I forget, I leave my cart in the store and go back to the car to get them. No excuses. Yeah, you do that a few times yeah, and then you remember. <laughs> that's the strategy yes. of inconvenience. Yes. Leah said, I've paired listening to audiobooks with taking an almost daily walk. I found that listening to the books only when I walk motivates me to get out and walk. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. That would work for yeah, me. Yeah, strategy of pairing. Elizabeth said, no frivolous spending. It changed how I approach spending money on things or extra this and that we don't actually need. Kaylin says, as a rebel, the only resolution I've ever managed to stick to is resolving to be even more authentically me. And I'm okay with that. I've been learning that my energy and enthusiasm cycle. So sometimes I go to the gym a lot and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I read a lot and sometimes I don't. But no matter what happens, I learn about myself in the process and I get a little better at being me with every passing year. So let me just say, this is so rebel. This is exactly this idea of putting your identity out into the world and living up to your identity is something that is really powerful for rebels. If you do not know if you are a rebel or an upholder or a questioner or obliger, take the quiz and get the report and little little cheat sheet at GretchenRubin.com slash quiz, that this is great approach for rebel. Like do you yeah. and be true to yourself and your actions will follow. Aaron said, get dressed. I realized I love clothes and colors and stripes, and I have always loved these things. I used to let free clothes, other people's opinions, and fluctuating weight dictate my fashion. Now I utilize a style planning app to select my outfits, and I make it easy by designating each day with a color. Days ending in one, I wear white or gray. 
two is pink, and so on through the rainbow, ending in navy, blue, and then black. I don't have to wear the color on that day, but it narrows it down and makes the decision easier if I start with that day's color. On the 31st, I wear rainbow. You know, I love color, and I love—I mean, I just, I just think so this fun. is so charming. What a fun way to spice it up and to also eliminate decision fatigue. Yes. Barb says, while I have set resolutions each year and even write them down and revisit them, I usually fail miserably at achieving them. However, this year doing a 23 for 23 list of goals I would like to achieve over the year has proven to be more successful. Have I accomplished them all? No, but I have accomplished some and I don't feel bad about the ones I haven't because I feel I have made progress. Excellent. Good. To die is just as important as to do. Yes. Joy said, I'm a rebel who tips toward obliger and a longtime listener. If I'm making a resolution that requires an identity change, I always try to make a new friend so that there's someone who only knows me that way. For example, if I start a new hobby, I make a new friend who now has only ever known me as someone who hikes. I find it easier to start something new if it also feels like a new me. I recently started a small business in a field I have 16 years experience in and was very confronted by imposter syndrome until I joined a networking group where no one knew me. To all of these new acquaintances, I'm a professional, not the kid they watched fumble around in college. That's a great idea. Yeah. Sylvia says, I quit smoking cold turkey on New Year's Eve 1987. At midnight, I flushed the remainder of my last pack down a toilet as a symbolic gesture. I knew continued smoking was essentially treating my health and my earnings in a similar manner. There weren't many left and no plumbing was damaged. <laughs> That's right. I'm usually more of a moderator than an abstainer, yet when it came to smoking, I was all or nothing. I had quit for three years, then decided I could manage smoking socially. I was chain smoking again within a month. Thankfully, the end of the year was approaching and seemed an auspicious occasion to swear off for good. I'm also a questioner, so the arbitrary date might seem an odd choice for me, but I was determined that this would be my last time quitting and wanted a date that would be easy to remember. I am ever thankful to have that nasty habit behind me and celebrate the decision to quit each New Year's Day. Oh, that's so great. That's a huge thing. Well done. Well done. Yes. Laura wrote, I have points throughout the year where I sit down and intentionally make tweaks to my goals. For example, my weightlifting program changes slightly every couple of months to keep me motivated. I might evaluate if something else I'm working on is working for me. As a questioner, I like to continue to evaluate and watch goals evolve as time goes on. Often they become better and more meaningful as I work on them a bit. I think resolutions often get cast aside because people view them as a concrete thing they said that one day, which the questioner in me just finds so arbitrary. Good point. And finally, Kim said, I write a blog post at the end of every month updating my goals that I established at the beginning of the year. So that's sort of her own accountability yes. to keep her resolutions. And to keep them uppermost in mind. So these were yes. great, great ideas for resolutions, great yes. strategies. Fascinating to read about everything that people have done. Yes. Coming up, we're going to talk about some strategies of habit change to help us keep these resolutions. But first, this break. Thank you. 
LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because it gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We all know that our life and our health can be improved when we eat nourishing, healthy meals, but it can be hard to maintain. With Sunbasket Meal Kits, it's easy because they take care of the details. Sunbasket offers 18 chef-crafted, dietitian approved recipes each week with options like Mediterranean, carb-conscious, vegetarian, and keto-friendly. The recipes are quick and easy to follow, and you can enjoy a meal full of organic produce and clean ingredients that is ready in 30 minutes or less. Gretchen, we made the uh, Marrakesh merguez patties. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but I loved eating it with warm carrot salad. And it was so good. And it got Jack eating something that he doesn't usually eat. Go to sunbasket.com forward slash happier today to get $45 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com forward slash happier to get $45 off your first box plus free shipping. Okay, Gretch, we are back talking about resolutions. You wrote a whole book about habit yeah. change called Better Than Before, yeah. which very much dovetails into the resolution <laughs> idea. <laughs> yes. So what have you learned that can help us all with our resolutions? So resolutions, often keeping a resolution involves changing a habit, making or breaking a habit. And what I found when I was working on Better Than Before is that there are 21 strategies of habit change. And the fact is, sometimes people say 21 is too many. Just give me like the five most important ones. But the fact is, it's good that there are so many because we each need to pick and choose the ones that are right for us. There is no magic one-size-fits solution. And it turns out when you know yourself and you set yourself up for success, it's a lot easier to keep a resolution. For instance, a lot of the listeners were talking about their tendency. If you know your tendency, then you know how to set yourself up to achieve an aim much more easily. You just know how to set yourself up for success. So what I thought would be fun was just to race through the 21. We can't do an in-depth discussion of each, but I just think it's good for people to remember because with an important resolution, you might use several of these strategies mm -hmm. to really try to lock it into place. So it's good to remember you've got this whole huge menu so pick the ones that seem right for you. So the first, as you mentioned, is the four tendencies. Yes. Take the quiz, find out if you're an upholder, a questioner, an obliger, or a rebel. Yeah, happiercast.com slash quiz, and so much will be revealed. Mm -hmm. and related to this self-knowledge is the strategy of distinctions, which is really think about what makes you different from other people. Are you a morning person or a night person? Are you an overbuyer or an underbuyer? Do you prefer familiarity or novelty? Do you like competition or do you prefer to collaborate? 
when you think about these kinds of distinctions, you can establish habits in the ways that are best suited to you. Number three is monitoring. This is a big one for me. And I think for a lot of obligers, we manage what we monitor. Uh, Keeping close track of our actions means we do better in categories such as eating, drinking, exercising, working, TV and internet use, spending, and just about everything else. So this is people who love the Don't Break the Chain tracker, which I have the journal that's the tracker, or in the Happier app, Elizabeth, you use both. Yes. Questioners often like monitoring too because they like the data tracking, but it's something that uh, that works for just about everyone. There's just that satisfying factor. And then the thing about monitoring is it just you just have a much better sense of what you're doing or not doing. So it's very helpful. The strategy of foundation is do first things first. You will set yourself up for success if you get enough sleep, get some exercise so that you get the energy and boost that comes from exercising. For a lot of people, outer order contributes to inner calm. And so taking time to declutter your environment can help give you the energy. So this is just kind of about doing the basics so that all the other strategies are easier to apply. Number five, scheduling. For many people, if it's on the calendar, it happens. Yeah, that's that's, how, that's I how I am. Habits grow strongest and fastest when they're repeated in predictable ways. And for most of us, putting an activity on the schedule tends to lock us into doing it. Scheduling an activity also protects that time from interference. Yes, yes. but can I say, if you are a rebel, be very wary. Scheduling may be Mm. counterproductive for you. It's up to you, Mm. but just know that scheduling works very well for some people, but it often does not work for rebels. And then similarly, accountability, the strategy of accountability. For many people, this is the most essential strategy. It is a strategy that many people find to be useful, creating accountability for yourself. For obligers, outer accountability is essential. If you are an obliger, remember, you need outer accountability even to meet an inner expectation. Also remember that sweethearts and spouses tend not to be mm. good outer accountability sources. But if you are a rebel- or writing partners. Yeah, yeah. But if you are a rebel, accountability, you might feel like, I don't want somebody looking over my shoulder. If that ignites the spirit of resistance in you, just remember no tool fits every hand and accountability may not work for you. Number seven, first steps. If it's enough to begin, if you're ready, begin now. And while starting is hard, starting over is often harder. Yes. Once started, try not to stop. Don't break the chain. Yes, yes. So you want to think very much about the starting and then the continuing. Also, the thing is, don't get discouraged if you think like, oh my gosh, why didn't I start this a long time ago? Sometimes people are like, I'm already so far behind, I don't even want to take the first step. But just remember... The best time to start a happiness project is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So take those first steps. It kind of related to first steps is the clean slate. And this is the idea, this is in research shows this, is when you go through a big transition, it's often easier to start new habits because your old habits are wiped away. This is why they often recommend that if you move your house, that's a really good time to quit smoking. So you want to take advantage if you have a clean slate, like you have a new relationship or you've moved to a new city or you've moved to a new apartment. So take advantage of the clean slate. But then also remember that temporary tends to become permanent. So you want to start the way you want to continue. Don't say like, oh, you know, the first couple of weeks of work, I won't try to exercise during my work day. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. ease into it because pretty soon that clean yep. slate will be wiped away and you'll be locked into place and then it can be harder. Number nine, the lightning bolt. Everybody's favorite. Yeah. 
Once in a while, we encounter some new idea, new information, or a new role, and suddenly, effortlessly, a new habit replaces a well-established habit. This strategy is enormously powerful, but hard to invoke on command. Yeah. Examples might include a documentary or a book, a diagnosis, an accident, a conversation with a stranger, parenthood. Yeah. Gretchen, you read Gary Taub's book and overnight completely changed yep. the way you ate. Yeah, and it's frustrating because the thing about the lightning bolt is it's the only strategy that kind of happens to you. You can't yes. invoke it. So it's an attractive strategy because it's sort of effortless, but it's frustrating because you can't make it happen. It's just sort of something that happens to you. It's it's interesting in that way. Yes. Strategy of abstaining. This is an interesting strategy because it works very well for some people, but not for others. It will often apply in some contexts, but not in every context. The question is, when you're facing a strong temptation, would it be easier for you to abstain altogether or to indulge in moderation? For abstainers, it's much easier to just give something up altogether. I very much have a sort of abstainer mindset, but Moderators often get kind of panicky and rebellious if they're told that they should abstain. So this is really a place to know yourself and realize that what works for you may not be what works for other people. Number 11, convenience. To a truly remarkable extent, we are more likely to do something if it's convenient yes. and less likely yes. if it's not. Yes. The amount of effort, time, or decision-making required by an action has a huge influence on our habits Make it easy to do right and hard to do wrong. Right. Well, and this is a pair. So there's the strategy of convenience and the strategy of inconvenience. They're like flip sides of each other. So with inconvenience, if there's something that you don't want to do, make it inconvenient. So I've heard of people who sleep in their exercise clothes so that they're ready to work out first thing in the morning. And then people who put the remote control for their television set on a different floor so they can't just easily turn on the TV set. They have to go fetch the remote. So these are really powerful. They work for just about everyone. So think about convenience and inconvenience. Number 13, safeguards. Yeah. Plan to fail. Try to anticipate and minimize temptation both in your environment and in your own mind. Use if-then planning to prepare for challenges that might arise. For example, if it's raining, then I will exercise by following an online cardio video. This is just anticipate what might go wrong. What happens if I travel? What happens if I'm sick? What happens if I have a day off? Think about those safeguards. Okay, Gretch, coming up, we're gonna go through the rest of the 21 strategies for habit change, but first this break. This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still wanna do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side -side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. My closet was chaotic, crammed with a bunch of clothes, but nothing to wear. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Gretchen, I got from Quince these super soft fleece wide leg pants in black, and I actually look put together when I go to pick up Jack from school. 
They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. All right, Gretchen, we are back with our 21 strategies for habit change to help us keep our resolutions. So number 14 is the strategy of loophole spotting. And I have to say, this is my favorite chapter to work on in Better Than Before because loopholes are so hilarious. There are 10 categories of loopholes, which are the justifications that we give ourselves for letting ourselves off the hook. I won't go through all 10. I'll post a link in the show notes. But some of the most popular ones are like, The tomorrow loophole, like, it doesn't matter what I do today because tomorrow I'm going to be so good. Or my personal favorite is the false choice loophole, which is like, I can't go to the dentist because I'm so busy writing. Like, I have to choose between these Mm. two things. So anyway, they're, they're really, really funny. But when you know the loophole that you tend to invoke, and really we all probably invoke all of them, it's much easier to kind of reject them. So you want to spot them so that you can reject them. Yes. I invoke a lot of them. We all do it. We all do it. Number 15, distraction. When we're tempted to break a good habit, we deliberately shift our attention away from unwelcome thoughts by finding healthy distractions. Sometimes distraction can be bad, but sometimes distraction can be very helpful. So you want to harness that power of distraction. Number 16, strategy of reward. This is a very tricky strategy. External rewards can often actually undermine habit formation. Remember, the best reward for your good habit is the good habit itself. The reward for yoga is yoga. The reward for Mm -hmm. yoga is not an extra glass of wine tonight. Mm -hmm. And so rewards can get very, very tricky. They can actually derail good habits. So you you wanna think carefully about rewards. But let me say, treats are different from rewards. So the strategy of treats is everyone's favorite strategy, which is that we all need to give ourselves healthy treats. And here's the difference between a treat and a reward, because people often confuse them. You have to earn a reward. You have to justify it. A treat you get just because you want it. You just need a treat you get a treat. You feel like doing a crossword puzzle, you get to do a crossword puzzle. And because it's just something that you give yourself, it helps us all feel energized and contented and cared for. And so we don't get in that depleted, drained mode where a lot of times we will break our good habits. But these treats have to be healthy treats because you don't want to do something to make yourself feel better that just ends up making you feel worse in the long term. So you have to think, is this a treat that I will look back on with pleasure? So for me, like, you know, I love my perfume samplers and sometimes I'll just go Mm -hmm. and sample a few perfumes. And for some reason, I Mm. find that to be like, I get a big kick out of that. So that's a good, healthy treat for me. Yeah. We all have very idiosyncratic treats, but you want to identify those treats so that when you need a treat, you can give yourself a treat, which is not the same thing as rewarding yourself for good behavior. And then 18, Gretch, I love this one, pairing. Yeah. One of our listeners mentioned pairing audiobooks and walking. Yeah, classic. Means you only do X when you're doing Y. Pair two activities, one that you need or want to do, and one that you don't particularly want to do, and always do them together. So that's like watching The Real Housewives on the treadmill. Yes. Or like in college, I could only shower on a day when I exercised. So those things were paired, (laughs) and 
That got me exercising. Number 19, the strategy of clarity. This is particularly useful for questioners. The more clearly we identify the habit that we want to follow, why we are doing this, why we are asking this of ourselves, exactly how we plan to ask ourselves to do it, the more likely we are to stick to it. And so with any habit or resolution, you want it to be concrete, manageable, and measurable. And this is important for everyone. Um, we're just That makes it a lot easier to stick to resolutions. But it is something that I find that questioners will often invoke, the strategy of clarity. Number 20, identity. Our habits reflect your identity. So if you struggle to change a particular habit, rethink your identity. Every identity, athlete, artist, environmentalist, reliable parent, strong leader, carries certain habits with it. I know this is good for rebels. Yes. It's important for everyone because it's sort of like once you have this idea, like, I am a hiker then a lot of times it's like, of course I'm going to do this because I hike. But it is particularly important for rebels because that's often one of the main ways that they tackle their habits, as the listener said earlier. Um, And then the final one is the strategy of other people. And to a kind of surprising degree, we really pick up habits for other people. Like your habits will rub off on the people around you and their habits will rub off on you. So you want to think about that. You want to associate with people who follow the habits that you want to adopt. This could even be things like, reading websites or magazines related to that identity and to that behavior because it's just going to give you the idea of like, oh, this is something that people do and this is the kind of person I am and this is the kind of thing we talk about. So, and I mean, this is even like they've showed like with married couples, if one quits smoking, the other one is much more likely to quit smoking. Mm. So for good and for ill, we're always exchanging habits for each other. But again, okay, so that's the 21. And again, some of these will work for some people and not for others. And some of them are available to us at certain times in our lives, but not at other times. For example, the strategy of the clean slate. You don't always have a transition, so you want to take advantage of it when you can. But it's good to know all 21 because then you know, oh, like Elizabeth, you know that pairing works really well for you. So then Mm -hmm. you could, like when you were trying to do night flossing, pairing. So let us know. Again, what are you trying? What's working for you? What's not working for you? What resolutions are transforming your life? This is endlessly fascinating. We can Mm -hmm. all learn from each other. A whole new year is coming up. So many opportunities to make resolutions or do all kinds of new things as we approach the new year. Let us know on Instagram, threads, TikTok, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. We mentioned a lot of things in this episode. You can Mm -hmm. go to happiercast.com slash 460 for anything related to this episode. What's the resource this week? Well, related to that, resources that are If you go to happiercast.com slash habits, there is a whole habits hub there that will help you think through what you want to work on, give you popular categories of resolutions. It will have the 21 strategies for habit change listed there, my manifesto for habit change, all kinds of things. If you're thinking about your resolutions and thinking about the strategies that you might harness in order to make those resolutions happen. But Elizabeth, oh, I'm making a re- resolution related to reading. I want to read more 2024. What are you reading now? I am reading The Woman in Me by Britney Spears. And I'm about to reread A Month in the Country by J.L. Carr. And that's it for this episode of Happier. We hope this very special episode was useful. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok and threads at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm on Instagram and threads at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And please resolve 
to rate and review <laughs> our show and even better, tell someone else about the show or email them a link to this episode. That is how most people discover our show. We really, really appreciate it when people do that. We sure do. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So, Elizabeth, what got Daisy and Nacho so riled up at the beginning of the recording? Like, what was setting them I off? I don't know. They must have seen a squirrel in the uh, yard or something. <laughs> something got them going. It's funny. They just have this mysterious inner life that and we don't they understand. they start barking at exactly the same moment <laughs> yeah. for no reason. Oh, that's fun. From the Onward Project. We talk so much about how our dogs make us happier. Barnaby, Nacho, Daisy. We want to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, about useful information for people who love their pets. Spot Pet Insurance can be your partner in navigating the unexpected. With Spot Plans, you can receive up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, transforming unforeseen expenses into manageable moments of care for your cat or dog. Spot Pet Insurance plans extend beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, helping ensure that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered. Head over to spotpet.com today and receive an instant quote. Visit www www.spotpet.com and sign up today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC.